Well, here we are, back Monday, April 13th. <laughs> and uh, we have some things to do this week. Looks like the sun is out again, maybe. <clears throat> I'm happy to be here. I am fully in the green zone today because I'm feeling healthy, feeling organized, and uh, it was really nice to see all you on Friday, even though that was really hectic. We're only going to get better at this. So this week we're going to start our uh, small group calls. We'll be doing that every day with a different group of uh, students, maybe five or six of us at a time. And uh, we'll also be doing our pen pals starting this week, so that will be exciting. I want you to start thinking about what you're going to write your friend, or if you've already written, I'll be giving you those uh, addresses if you haven't already got it. Okay, well, yeah. Um, let's see. I want to review a little bit about what we talked about last week, because um, since we are starting the pen pals, I like that we could tie in this uh, helper of humanity from our very own home state, Miss Minnie Westman, who we learned about last week on Friday, I believe. <clears throat> um, yeah, she was a 20-year-old girl. Her m uncle and her father owned a stagecoach company that would go over the coast range, just like we go over the coast range in our cars today when we're going to Cannon Beach or Lincoln City. Anyway, that way we have to drive from Portland over the coast range and uh, that is Minnie Watson's, or Minnie Westman's old mail route. And she was only 20 years old. And she did this for about five years, so from the time she was about 20 to about 25. And she lived in a place called the Suslaw River, which is down uh, on, over the mountains near Eugene, so a little bit south of us. So she would ride the horse over the mountains every day, carrying her revolver. And she would risk life and limb just to get people the mail, because mail is so important. Without mail, we can't talk to each other, hear from each other, and so this was really important back then, especially. And like we said in that one, in the one encounter she had, she was riding along down the road, came up around a corner and saw a group of bears sitting there, I think three bears. Her horse got spooked, threw her right off. She had to catch up with her horse, slow it down, calm the horse down, climb back up on the horse, and ride it right past those bears without them having the time of day to know what was going on before she was just right past them. So she was a really brave young lady and one of the first male carriers on the West Coast, let alone a female one, which is pretty awesome. So, <clears throat> for our main lesson book, we're going to start writing about Miss Minnie Westman today. So I do have picture a picture below of our writing for today. And I want us to do in our main lesson book, and you can do this on the bottom, because we'll do a picture on Wednesday for Miss Minnie. Uh, but I would like you to um, uh, start with, we'll do a purple border around the top, bottom, and left and right. And I'm just using my square purple. If you don't have a square purple, you can use a dark red. If you don't have square crayons, just make it up however you'd like. <laughs> I'd just like you to try to do some kind of border to make it look beautiful. And so I did, instead of doing skygrass dirt, since we're almost finished with second grade here, I just did two colors this week. I did light orange and dark orange alternating. So I started with a light orange on the top. And then dark orange, light orange, dark orange. 
and just go going two colors at a time, it looks like I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven light oranges, and one, two, three, four, five, six dark oranges. So about six is what you're going to need. Six light oranges and six dark oranges for your lines. Try to make those lines as straight as possible, going left to right, using the mommy bear side, please. That is how I did it, and that's how our letters will come out the same. So, starting at the top left corner, we're going to do a capital M first, and that is one of the only letters that we're going to go up first, down, up, down, and then I, and N, I, E is mini, and then we're going to do a cap, we're going to do about a finger, two finger space, and then Westman is capital W, because it's her name. That's why we do the capital M on mini. A, it's the first letter in the sentence, and it's also her name. But Westman is her last name, so we capitalize that too. So W is capital, so it starts in the sky, goes down to the grass, back up to the sky for the last line there. Then it's E-S-T-M-A-N is how you spell Westman. And our first sentence, you can use my picture below, but it's mini Westman was a brave mail carrier. And I'm not going to spell every word out because that's a little unnecessary, I think. But you can see my picture down below. Minnie Westman was a brave mail carrier because that was her job. She carried the mail. And for our second sentence, you're going to need to use, like, not don't write too large, because we do have kind of a long sentence here. This first one was, Minnie Westman was a brave mail carrier. And then our second sentence is, capital S, because that's the beginning of the second sentence, S-H-E, she rode her horse over mountains and past bears to deliver the mail. Now, road, the D is going to start in, or start in the grass. You do your circle first, up to the sky, back down. So the only letters in that line that go into the sky are the capital S for she, H on the she, the D on road, our H in her, and our H in horse. And we don't have any letters going down below that line. Over mountains and past. The only letter in that line that goes into the sky above any of those other letters is the D and and. And then the only letter that goes into the dirt on that line would be the P from past. And our very last line, we do have quite a few letters here going into the sky. So bears to deliver the mail. Bears, the B, that's going into the sky. Two, the T cross, the guy goes about halfway into the sky, and then down to the bottom of the dirt, and crosses right where the sky and the grass meet. D and the L in deliver both go up to the sky. Again, the T, lowercase t, crosses in the middle of the sky, or crosses right where the sky and the uh, grass meet. But the T goes halfway into the sky. And then the H also goes into the sky. And then on male, clearly the L starts at the top of the sky and goes to the bottom. So once again, our sentence for writing this week 
is going to be that Minnie Westman was a brave mail carrier. She rode her horse over mountains and passed bears to deliver the mail. And that's our main lesson writing for today. But I have one more activity for us to do here. I'm going to tell you a little story. <clears throat> and this is called, this story is about a grandfather's journey. And this kind of goes like this, uh, that there was once a child who was really tired and didn't like the daily routine of brushing their teeth and washing their hands and combing their hair, and they just didn't know, why do we need to do these things anyway? Why do we have to keep our feet off the table and even go to bed at night? Why? Why? Oh, this child did make their parents quite upset and made their parents lose hair and make their hair grow gray. But one day, their grandfather, he began to tell a long tale from his childhood. He said, children, come here. When I was nine years old, I had to walk miles and miles home from school every day. And the children, they rolled their eyes because they'd heard this many, many times, not just from their grandpa, but from their parents and from their friends' parents, and from their friends' grandparents. And he laughed, and he said, Oh, I know you've heard this one before, but it's true. <clears throat> he said, Oh, I like to take different routes through the woods to get home, and I would make up good many games on my way. When I imagined bears were coming, I would often give myself quite a scare. I would run through the forest, running from lions, running from leopards climbing trees to stay away from elephants. And he said it was amazing how a snapped branch could spark your imagination, that a tiger was just around the corner. And he said, well, one early spring afternoon, I veered farther north on my way home than usual, and I began to hear a creak. Of course, I had to find where the water was coming from, and so he, I scrambled under some fallen trees and over a large boulder, and to the edge of a, of a ravine, a big drop-off. And I knew I had to crisscross my way down, stepping on slippery stones and grabbing onto roots. I could not go straight down because it was too steep. But even so, I had held hold of the roots, and my foot stepped onto some moss, and the leaves below my foot began to slide out, and whoosh, I slipped. And I started sliding, and I started bumping, and I started scratching. I bumped through bushes. I tumbled through weeds, head over heels, into a soft landing where I fell into a pile of moss at the bottom, growing right beside the creek. <clears throat> it was a magical spot. Really, it was amazing. Far, far down from anything I'd ever seen. And I couldn't deny I was scared. Then the Grandpa paused, and he said, Now, children, I want you to go outside and create a path. A path for me to climb over and under and jump across to show me how I could get home from the secret spot in the ravine that I had discovered. And so the grandchildren went outside, and they found, <clears throat> they found that they could create a course for their grandfather's escape. They found sticks on the ground to show that the ditches to leap, and they put cans from recycling to balance on, and a branch to hang from, and they crawled over stones, and they crawled through tunnels of leaves. 
And then the child's friend came over and asked, Can I join in? And they made another secret tunnel out of the ravine. And finally, when they had created many routes, and they had thoroughly gone dozens of times through the path, the sun was setting, and the dinner was ready. And their parents called, Children, time for dinner, come inside. And they came in, and they were dirty and tired, and they called to their grandfather, and they said, Guess what, grandfather? We did it. And he exclaimed, I knew you would. They said, I've got you home safely for dinner. And that night, they all enjoyed dinner. And at bedtime, it felt just right for the children to go to sleep. Because they had done something important that day by finding a way home for their grandfather. So, my job for you today is I want you to go outside and to build an escape route in a ravine. A ravine is kind of like a little valley. A tiny one where maybe like a creek is flowing at the bottom of it. So I want you to go outside and I want you to create some kind of obstacle course or not, yeah, obstacle course slash escape route for grandfather to escape from so he can get home for dinner safely too. Now, once you have made this little obstacle course, you could either take a picture of it, which would be fun. I have an example below of a drawing that I did of the obstacle course where I'm going over a log, under a chair that I have at my house, and I went around a tree, and then there's another log that I balanced on, and I crawled through the grass at one point. So I have some actions I did, and I drew a little bit of the things that I did. I climbed over my picnic table that I have in my yard. (laughs) And so I want you to try to go to an obstacle course at your house. Now, it doesn't have to be full-size. You can be using sticks. You can be using little things that you find, stones that could be giant boulders that you might have to climb over. Use your imagination and find a way for Grandpa to escape the ravine and find his way home for dinner. All right, that's going to be it for today, my friends. I hope that you are all enjoying yourselves and finding things to do. You will hear from me on Wednesday, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. All right, talk to you soon. Bye.